What is up, everybody? Welcome to Healthy Adult Fitness, also known as the HF. What is it? HAF? HAF Podcast. Healthy AF. Healthy AF. We hope you're all healthy AF. Adult fitness people, that is. <laughs> anyway, this is Killer K Rail. And this is Jill Molshan. Hi, guys. Hey, we are on to our third F in the 5F series. Yes, our third installment. I like the word installment. This is our third installment of the 5Fs. Do you remember the 5Fs? I, yeah, everybody remembers the 5Fs, right? Of course, but we have a different interpretation of the 5Fs as we've grown into adulthood. And our first two Fs, to refresh your memory, which we highly suggest you go back and listen to in our podcast, Healthy Adult Fitness, is... I think we covered fasting and we covered food. Covered fasting and food. And today we're going to cover one of our favorite ones and it's fitness. Mm -hmm. And guys, fitness is such a personal endeavor. It's such a personal practice. Um, and whatever it is that you choose for your fitness, we admire that, we honor that, and we want you to get more involved in it. Um, so when it comes to fitness, one of the most important things you can do as an adult, because we are talking to adults here, mm -hmm. is weight training. Absolutely. As a matter of fact, where was I yesterday that I was talking about the important? I was writing an article for someone down in Mexico. I had this client I write articles for. And I was talking about the importance of weight training and all of the said benefits that it brings to the body and the mind as well and the hormones and everything else in between. We cannot stress enough the importance of weight training and that goes across all domains. I know people who do... 10 to 15 miles a day, they run and they run and they run and they try to outrun Forrest Gump, which I don't think that's ever possible. And I'm like, you know, that's cool, but you should do at least a little bit of weight training every single week, even and, if it's like two days a week. And what, but people will always ask, well, why, right? Aren't I building muscle when I'm, when I'm running? No, you're not actually not. Because you're as you're, you're breaking that muscle down, anytime you're doing repeated, repeated, repeated motions. So some people that, that have those great like cycling legs, right? Those like big mountain biking legs, right? Look super strong, but you know what? They may look strong, but put them up against really kind of pull, like pulling the muscle away from the bone and sending in new muscle and new osteocytes to create new bone, which is what weight training does for you. It helps to protect your structure. It helps to build a better structure. And guys, let's face it. As an adult, we have to be keeping up with our structure every single day or our structure is going to start uh, diminishing. Mm -hmm. So this constant um, cycling, constant running, constant ellipticaling, whatever it is that you do for your cardio, and listen, we're gonna get to cardio. Cardio is important too for your, for your health, but it all will start to break down that muscle eventually. Yes, and bone strength is very critically important, especially for females. I'm gonna go as far down as saying 40 and up you should really seriously start thinking about load-bearing exercise and weight training as well. And anytime you're doing weight training, there's a resistance of muscle being pulled against your bones, which in turn makes your bones stronger. And then if you're doing hopping exercises, just like doing jumping rope or walking or jump, jogging or anything like that, you get the load-bearing effect as well. But weight training could not be more important. And it also helps build muscle, which is metabolically active, which helps keep your fat down as you get older too. And we don't want that to happen. And we don't want to become weak and frail. No, we don't want to become weak and frail. And people, I mean, there's lots of women out there and men too, where osteoporosis and osteopenia are on the rise. And we are in this interesting time of life in the 2020s where we don't necessarily know what's in our food, right? 50 years ago, 100 years ago, it was pretty pretty sure what you were reading on your label was what was on your label. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the foods that we eat nowadays can have a really uh, negative effect on the calciums we uptake, 
Um, the amount of sugar that's in things, it starts to break down. That it starts to break down bone, which will in turn help to break. It will start to break down your muscle. So, guys, what we want to get back to here is any type of weight training you can do is super, super important for building muscle. Weight training, building muscle. Now, Kevin, let me ask you something. Yes. Am I gonna get too big? Oh, of course, you're gonna get huge, especially if you stay on that stair climber, Jill. <laughs> your butt is gonna get huge, and you're not gonna be able to fit through the door anymore. Uh... <laughs> Are you gonna get big? No, unless you decide to take steroids. And if you did, I would disown you and we wouldn't be friends anymore. Okay. So, no. I hear that question. I've I've heard that question and I still continue to hear this question from women. I don't wanna get bulky. Am I gonna get bulky? I don't wanna get big and I don't wanna get bulky. Well, listen, if you are doing no weights right now and you start with five pound or eight pound weights, you're not gonna get bulky. Okay? You're absolutely not. Even if you're doing 15 pound weights, you're doing 20 pound weights. I'm telling you, I did 30 pound weights this morning for my chest press. I'm not bulky. Yeah, you don't yeah, look bulky to me. There is nothing bulky about me. I'm lean. Um, you're not, go especially if you have a good combination of cardio and weight training, you're not gonna get bulky. You're just, you're, you're not. Um, so guys, weight training adds muscle, speeds up your metabolism. Do you want to give the stat of what one pound of muscle does versus a pound of fat? Um, one pound of muscle, I did know this. At rest. At rest. I knew, is it 15 calories? 15 calories. 15 additional calories for every pound of muscle that you put on per day. Exactly. So, so if you put five pounds, out. yeah. If you put on five pounds of lean muscle in a month and you worked hard and earned that muscle, you're going to be burning an additional 75 calories per day while at rest, while sitting around reading the book called... Um, Fly fishing in Idaho. Yeah, but either, <laughs> either that, maybe the Guinness Book of World Records. Or the Guinness Book of World Records. Right, sitting on an airplane, you're gonna be burning calories. It's out of control, guys, that's awesome. Okay, fitness, we're sticking on this fitness thing. Cardio, let's talk about cardio. Mm -hmm. Well, to be honest with you, this word has become much maligned over the years. Oh, I don't like cardio, I don't like to walk, I don't like to run, I don't like to sweat, I don't like to sweat. I don't like, like to sweat, eh. Well, you know what? Anytime your heart rate gets up, you're doing cardio. And if you think about that statement, you can do cardio through the medium of weight training at the same exact time. Mm -hmm. I might be jumping the gun here on the bullet points we have to talk about, but anytime your heart rate gets up for a consistent amount of time, you're doing cardio. So if you think to yourself, if you're at the gym and you're doing say bench presses with dumbbells on a stability ball, you get into a position, you do a set of 12, your heart rate goes up pretty high in a short amount of time. You're doing anaerobic exercise, but you're also kind of doing aerobic exercise because your heart rate gets into kind of a middle range and then a high range and it comes back down. And if you're volleying, volleying back and forth between that for an hour to an hour and 30 minutes of weight training, you're still doing cardio at the same time. So for all you people that hate running for a long period of time or biking or whatever, think in terms of doing weight training, but taking shorter rest breaks, doing more reps, doing heavier weights, anything that's gonna get your heart rate up and get it up there at a higher rate for a longer period of time. But the conventional sense of cardio is basically doing a single form of exercise for a long period of time. And Jill is like a world-class biker and she does cardio all the time. And I've ridden with her, I've broken my arm with her, mm. I've sweat with her and I have gotten very dirty multiple times. And she is a machine and she's a machine on a bike and she knows all about cardio. So what is one of the main benefits of cardio? Well, obviously it's weight loss. Mm -hmm. Because yes, it burns fat. And don't listen to those knuckleheads on YouTube. I don't know who that tool is, but I always see them. Cardio makes you fat. Cardio, cardio is not good for you. I'm cardio, like, screw you, you idiot. Cardio doesn't necessarily make you fat, but I'm gonna tell, but I'm, and if you've heard Kevin and I talk about this before, I definitely try and jump in on this one because 
in the summertime, if I ride my bike every day, regardless of whether or not I ride my bike for an hour one day, two hours the next day, three hours the next day, and I vary what I'm doing, intervals, flats, whatever it is, speed, I will start to get a little fat after a few days, mm -hmm. okay? Because it's just too much cardio, okay? Cardio doesn't necessarily make you fat, but if you do just cardio and you don't factor in the weight training there too, as an adult, you're going to see your body maybe not be getting the results you want to get. I would say that it appears that you're getting fat, but you're getting soft. You're, you're basically not building muscle and maintaining muscle by going too far. Sick. Right? I think that's probably You're going too far in the direction of cardio. You want to be able to balance everything. Yeah. There's a time and place for cardio. And I, I promise you, I know zero fat monkeys. I know zero fat horses. Um, these animals run all day, every day. And my friend Mark, back in, I don't know what year it was, 2013, was about 50 pounds overweight. He started walking 30 minutes a day, six days a week. He lost like 50 pounds in six months. Just well, by walking. Well done, Mark. I and that's called cardio. By the way, so cardio burns calories, which in turn burns burn fat, and it's good for you, and it's good for the cardiovascular system. Listen, any Strength form of cardio is good as long as you like it and you can physically do it, right? Yes, yep. So any form of cardio is fantastic. You like walking, walk. Mm -hmm. You like to get on the elliptical, get on the elliptical. You like to ride your Peloton bike, ride your Peloton bike. Any form of cardio is going to challenge one of the most important muscles in your body, two of the most important muscles in your body, right? Your yep. heart mm -hmm. and your brain. Yes. Right? It's going to stimulate your brain. You're gonna have better mental function. You're probably gonna sleep better, which is gonna increase your mental function too. But it's also going to keep your ticker ticking. Mm -hmm. We gotta keep the ticker ticking, guys. Yes. We gotta rejuvenate your body with extra blood. Now here is a question we get from so many people. What if I don't have an hour every day? Well, that's easy. You've got a couple options. Okay. The shorter the duration, the higher the intensity. That. Get out your notebooks and write that down right now. The shorter the duration, just I'm gonna go like um, George Carlin when he repeats something twice. Okay. The shorter the duration, the higher the intensity. So what that means is if you only have 20 minutes, it means you gotta do two minutes of warm up, and then you just gotta go, pardon my French, but you gotta go balls out. Knew he was gonna say that. Yes, and you gotta rip the intensity and just go back and forth. 40 seconds as hard as you can, 20 seconds light. 40 seconds as hard as you can, 20 seconds light. 18 minutes, two minute cool down, done. 20 minutes in the bank, out the door you go. What Kevin's That's talking option. about is interval training, yes. okay? And it's, I mean, this is a, an absolutely fabulous way to get short bursts of higher intensity exercise in, right? Yep. Your heart rate's probably gonna go higher than you're normally used to because you're going to be going up and down and up and down. This is going to turn you into um, kind of a cardio god, right? Pretty it's much, definitely yeah. not for somebody who, yes, you actually can. If you were just starting out doing cardio, you can do it because you can cater that higher intensity to your lower intensity based upon your needs for sure. So I love that. Higher and shorter the duration, higher the intensity. Now, for those of you that don't like to sweat, here's another idea. If you don't have an hour throughout the day, how about two to three to four 15 minute mm -hmm. cardio sessions? Walking, get out and walk for 15 minutes, two times a day, three times a day, or four times a day. Now you've got 30 minutes, 45 minutes, or an hour. And if you keep it to a shorter duration there, you might get, you might be before the sweat, mm -hmm. right? You don't have to stop and take a shower after every time you exercise. Yeah, accumulated time is just as good as a long duration workout. So if you have 10 minutes to spare, at one point, 15 the next, and 20 minutes the next, and take advantage of all those. I do it all the time. I'll work out in the morning, and I'll be like, I have some time to kill, I'm gonna go for a quick power walk or a quick bike ride. And you can make those bursts, if you don't mind getting sweaty or dirty, 
You can do a 10 minute high intensity bike ride out, outside somewhere and come back home, take a shower and go to your next event and do what you gotta do. So accumulated exercise time is just as good as one long exercise bout. So just know that. Okay. Um, okay, here's another thought, guys. And I'm not trying to dig on things like golfing, okay? Mm -hmm. But I get a lot of people who say, well, I golfed nine holes today, or I golfed 18 holes today. You know what? I will say the same thing to every person to their face. Golfing is a leisure activity. Anything you can do that combines beer, <laughs> a cart, and snacks and is, not fries. is not exercise, right? <laughs> Um, the World Series of Poker is an exercise? It is not. That is a leisure activity. So uh -huh. you can stop and think about this, guys. What are strict leisure activities in your life? And what are actual um, fitness activities? Because fitness and leisure activities tend to not be the same thing. Um, going to the pool with your kids. Okay, there's usually french fries, there's food, there's drinks. Pizza, burgers, yeah, pizza. hot dogs. Moms are hanging out by the side of the pool. I'm a mom, okay? I'm just telling you. And this is what happened this past summer. Now that my kids are older and I don't have to be in the water with them all the time, I found myself sitting two and three hours a day. And after about two weeks of this, I said to my girlfriend, Ellie, hi Ellie, this, we're gonna be, we're gonna, we're gonna be 10 pounds overweight by the time the summer's over if we keep doing this. Mm -hmm. And so we came up with the idea that for every hour we were at the pool, we were gonna jump in and tread water for 15 minutes. 15 oh. minutes of every hour. Do you know that she looked on her Apple Watch and she found that she burned more calories in that 15 minutes of just treading water than she did in the power class that she had done, like she had been doing for three days a week for like X amount of years. Wow. Yeah. That's a shocker. So listen, I got one, two, three, I got 45 minutes of exercise in those three hours that we were at the pool by treading water for 15 minutes. And hey, listen, we did it together. We held each other accountable. And it was actually kind of fun. And we we got people that came in and did it with us too. Oh my gosh, that's yeah. awesome. You yeah. set a good example, see that? We were setting a good example. So hey guys, listen, leisure activities. Think about what is this leisure activity and what is a, what is a fitness activity? Playing in the water with your kids in the ocean, I'm gonna call that a fitness activity. There's a lot going on there when you're hanging out in the water, right? Just standing in the water takes a lot of work. Yeah. You get nailed with waves. Your your foot, footing is very unstable. You're working on your balance and you're working on your propio, proprioceptive skills as well, all rolled into one. Cause you have to correct yourself sometimes and sometimes you're on one foot. And then you have the whole beach to run on and do things on, which mm -hmm. is soft. And you have to work harder to go through that soft stuff. With you gotta your chase your kids, big waves coming in. Mm -hmm. You gotta chase your kids. I mean, yes, there is. The beach is a fabulous, fabulous It is, now I wanna go to fitness. the beach. I know, I do too. Um, okay, we talked about HIIT training just a little bit. We talked about circuit training just a little bit when we were talking about these shorter durations, higher intensity. So mm -hmm. you guys have probably seen all these workouts called HIIT workouts popping up. Okay, why is it so popular, Kevin? It's popular because it has a high return on investment for a short amount of time. Yes, it so does. So all you time-restricted people out there, like I was saying in the beginning, if you only have 20 minutes or 30 minutes and you go all out in an alternating pattern of high intensity and low intensity back and forth, you're gonna burn a magnanimous amount of calories during the 20 to 30 minute span of time. But more importantly, you're going to increase your metabolism for about a 24 hour to 48 hour span after the workout is even over at a higher rate than if you didn't work out at all. And you're gonna boost Hormones such as testosterone, HGH, when you do high intensity exercise as well, because the signal gets sent from your um, pituitary gland through your body saying, oh my God, I think I'm dying. I need to pump out more HGH and more testosterone to preserve myself. So those are both key hormones to help build and maintain lean muscle mass. And we just, this, we did the math before on muscle. 
muscles, metabolically active tissue. So you're gonna basically become an incinerator for fat melting and you're gonna get a lean ripped physique. So Sounds that's like why. a win, 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 win. I didn't hear a loss in there at all. Less time, okay, less time, more hormone, more, mm -hmm. more good hormone release. Yep. Uh, more, more fat, fat burning. burning. Yeah. And then increased fat burning for a 24 hour span. It doesn't get any better. I mean, really, come on. Win, 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 win. Okay, we might want to change the name of HIT exercise to win Q. Win exercise? Wit. Wit. Win intensity, win. I don't know, we'll figure it out later. Okay, circuit training. I'll mail it to you. Has, I, mean, I mean, this has been popular since the 80s. Oh, yeah. Circuit training has. If you think about, what was that, uh, Curves? Oh, Remember curves. They were like the first. I think you're right. The I think they might have been one of the first circuit, circuit people. Um, whole circuit gyms that came out. And it really, I mean, people, I'm going to say women because I think curves really was catered towards women. women it was were, only women. Wasn't curves just women? Maybe it was. I think it was a woman only I thing. I think you're right. Women's only thing. And it was, I mean, women were getting ripped and shredded. Yeah. I mean, this was, and it, circuit training is great because you can just go from upper body to lower body, upper body to lower body, maybe jump in three minutes of cardio, three mm -hmm. minutes, come on, three minutes of cardio, you can do that. And then upper body, lower body, upper body, lower body, three minutes of cardio. And it keeps you moving. It keeps you going. It keeps you on track too, right? Mm -hmm. Because we are going to talk in another podcast about the detriment of chit-chatting in the gym and how it can take your precious time. Yeah. Circuit training sets up a plan, sets up a little program. And most gyms now are set up in the protocol of upper body to lower body that you could actually go like around the gym in a circuit do your core, upper body, lower body, a little bit of cardio. And an hour goes by really fast when you're circuit training. It does go by fast. It really does. Yeah. And um, it builds lean muscle mass. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of a win-win too. So for And if you're doing like three-dimensional movement patterns, which might add we specialize in on our app, we have a whole cat with huge catalog of those. Those type of exercises where you're moving in multiple planes, even with just the body alone without implements, you're activating a lot of muscle tissue, creating more heat in your body, burning calories in a way that you don't normally do when you're on a treadmill, and you're building a really strong back, improving your posture, improving your core strength and definition all rolled into one. And you can do those kind of exercises built into circuits, which is going to have a exponential synergistic effect on your body. Just saying. I agree. So circuit training is great for people who maybe don't want the super high intensity of HIIT, but mm -hmm. still want to keep their heart rate up moving from exercise to exercise. Yep. Um, okay, we always want to end everything with something we are super passionate about um, and we do believe is the key to getting the result you want in a short amount of time. It or, is the biggest one of them all. It really is the biggest one of them all. And, and I'm not afraid to say it anymore. I used to be. I used to like dip my toe in water years ago because people were all so much maligned with the 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 modern science and what all the supplement companies would tell them. But I begged to differ then and now, now I'm like really loud about it. And that would be this. Put the milkshake away, the protein shake, the banana, the yogurt and everything else and the peanut butter and whatever you put in your smoothie blends before your workouts. Leave them for later in the day. The bottom line is this. You want results and you want them fast, work out in a fasted state. Mm -hmm. I can't say it you enough. Want less muscle, you want less muscle cramps and belly cramps? Work, work out, out in, in a fasted, fasted state. state. You want to feel like you have as much energy walking into your workout, um, walking into your workout as you did waking up, if you wake up with a lot of energy like me. Mm -hmm. Work out in a fasted work state. Work out in a fasted state. I mean, once your body has to compete for two different processes, which is digesting and exercising, yep. what's going to take second place? The workout is. Yes, it is. It is. And then what's going to happen too, guys, is you had to eat before your workout, and now you're going to have to eat after your workout because your insulin's going to go up 
it's gonna go down and now you're gonna need to eat again. You're on the roller coaster. You are on the roller coaster. And if you can put a good, I mean, if you can put a good 45 minutes of something that elevates your heart rate, whether it's weight training or cardio, and you can put that into your morning routine, I guarantee you're going to be less hungry mm -hmm. throughout not just the first part of the day, but throughout the entire day. And you're gonna make better breakfast choices. Yes, and I'm gonna go as far as saying this. If you do go into those workouts in a fasted state, you're gonna perform much better. You're gonna have less labored breathing. It's not gonna feel like an elephant is standing on your mm -hmm. stomach or your chest. And you're gonna get a really good amount of work done in 45 minutes that you may not get. You may, it may take you an hour and a half or two hours to do that if you work out in a fed state. That is my personal research right there that I'm talking to you about right now. So what I'm saying is you can get away with doing shorter workouts in a fasted state and get better results. Yes than if you eat something and work out in a longer, a longer period of time. No doubt, no doubt. So if you're time crunched, by all means, think about working out in a fasted state. You're not going to, you're not gonna crash and burn. You know, you may <clears> feel like, <throat> mentally you may feel like you're going to for the first little while until you get past that point. And trust me, I'm going to use my husband as a, um, I'm gonna use his as an example here. He has been working out in a fasted state for probably two years now. Before that, he would almost like get anxiety about thinking about exercising before having something to eat. Really? It was like a crutch. And he'd be like, well, my blood sugar's gonna drop. No, it's not. No. Just try it. And listen, if you feel like after 20 minutes your blood sugar's dropping, then stop, have something to eat. But know that you started your workout and you, the next time you might be able to go 30 minutes. The mm -hmm. next time you might be able to go 40 minutes. Listen, he can do an entire workout now in a fasted state. Okay, what about for those of you who have to work in the morning, which like, you know, 50, 60, 70% of the population does have to work or be a mom or be a dad first thing in the morning and you can't physically get out first thing in the morning. What we do suggest is if you are that type of person that has to work out in the afternoon or you have to work out in the evening, make sure that you have a good three hours between your last meal and your exercise bout. I actually say this, I'm gonna, I'm gonna see your three hours, I'm gonna add an hour to that. I always tell people, I was actually, it's funny you mentioned this because I was just thinking about this morning, I was pondering this, about those people who, who are forced to work out in the afternoon. And I always tell them, try to fast a minimum of four hours before your workout because that's the first stage of digestion occurs after four hours. But then I got thinking to myself today, what if you did this and you ate at like 10 in the morning and your workout was like five o'clock at night and you got like eight hours of fasting in before a workout? I think that would be highly, highly more beneficial for you from a fat burning perspective if that is exactly what you want to do. Okay, now, my give somebody an example. So you, okay. eat, so you eat at 10. Give yeah. them an example of something, not just that you would eat, but something everybody would eat. So At 10? At 10. So at 10, you're going to sit down to a meal and it's going to be what? Eggs, toast. Yeah, food. like scrambled eggs, stir fry would be fantastic with a bunch yeah. of raw vegetables and some sprouted toast or something like that. Awesome. Like something that's going to have fat, Oatmeal. carbs. And Oatmeal with protein powder, nut butter in it, nut um, seeds, raisins, um, something that is a blend of protein, carbs, and fat, something that's balanced. Yeah, perfect. That's what I was getting at. Proteins, carbs, and fats. Don't, mm -hmm. I mean, you're going to get a lot more, you're going to get a lot more bang for your buck if you add carbohydrates to Absolutely. your meals, right? Don't mm -hmm. be afraid of carbohydrates, guys. Nope. We're not telling you to sit down to a box of Cheez-Its, but if you add in things like, um, like oats or whole grain bread or quinoa, quinoa stuff like Wheat that berries. is really going to help sustain, right? It's that kind of, it's that, it's that long sustaining yeah. um, carbohydrate where it's not going to spike Complex. your blood sugar and then, and then crash you. Yeah. So, okay. So, so somebody's going to eat, let's say they eat at 10 o'clock. They have scrambled eggs, whole grain toast and some fruit and maybe a cup of coffee. Okay. So mm -hmm. wow, you just had a good amount of food at 10 o'clock in the morning, right? Absolutely. Yep. Okay. So now you've gone 10. 
11, 12, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. So that's seven hours. Yeah. Okay. And then you hit the gym at 5.30, seven and a half hours fasted. You're going to feel light as a light as a feather. You could even hit the gym at four. Yeah, e right? easily. Yeah. And then be done. And then you've got like a good seven hours. That would be like a good like two meal a day type. type Absolutely. Person. That's exactly what I was getting at. Yeah. That would be a good two meal a day protocol. The other thing too is if you can't get to the gym until five, maybe push breakfast out until 11. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe push, push your breakfast out until 11, have something to eat, have it be substantial and then eat again. Um, eat again after your workout. So you are getting the fasted state. Exactly. You're scratching the surface there and you're still getting the benefits of the post-workout feeding too. So you don't have to worry about that as much. And then you start the fasting process during the night while you're sleeping yep. and then bang, you soar into your next day, 16 hours fasted. And the only and way you're gonna see if this is right for you or to believe it is to actually try it, yes. right? Just give it a try. We're not saying that you have to do this for the rest of your life, but hey, give it a try for a little bit and see if you are stronger in your workouts. Everyone wants to be stronger in their workouts, right? See if you feel less lethargic during your workouts. Everybody wants to feel like they're, you know, for that one hour a day that they're really doing something great for themselves. See if maybe it's balanced out your hormones. See if it's balanced out your, um, your hunger for the day. See if maybe you're losing some weight and putting on some good lean muscle, right? So try it for a couple weeks. If it's working for you, fantastic. Stick with it or stick with it as many days a week as you can. Yep, that's, I couldn't say it better myself. Okay, guys, we've covered a lot today, okay? In terms of fitness, we've talked about weight training, okay? Anything you can do for weight training, upper body, lower body, anything that feels good, something that's gonna challenge your structure, just get it in. We're talking two to three days a week. Um, if you wanna do it more than that, absolutely do more than that. Um, cardio, any form that you do that you really like, um, stick with it. Short bouts, if you wanna do throughout the day, higher intensity short bouts or lower intensity short bouts. Anything you need to do, but accumulate that time throughout the day. Shoot for a minimum of 30 minutes if you can. If yep, you can only get 15 goal. minutes, clap for yourself, say, hey, I got something in today and move on to tomorrow and really make tomorrow your goal. Um, hit cardio, higher intensity, lower amount of time. Circuit training, moving from upper body to lower body, little bits of cardio, maybe a little less intense than hit cardio, but still getting the benefit of lean muscle mass. Um, and then working out in a fasted state. You'll believe it once you try it. I can almost guarantee. Oh, you'll be a believer. Yep. And always have sea salt on hand. I think we talked about that in our fasting. Yeah, good one, Kev. Yep. And you know that you may notice going into your workouts at when you first start working out in a fasted state, you might be hungry in the beginning. And I mean the beginning, literally in the beginning of the workout. And then after you do a few sets of something, your hunger is going to go away and just drink water and you'll be shocked. You'll be like, wow. And when you start seeing the fat peeling away over the course of 30 days or more, because your body becomes fat adapted, you will be hooked and you're just going to keep stretching it. So there it is. Anyway, I think that's all we got for today. This is Killer K Rail. And I am Jill Mulshan. Don't forget to tune in to our next Healthy AF Fitness Podcast, which is the fourth of the five Fs. And we are going to be talking about flexibility. Oh, I can't wait to do that one. Till next time.